and welcome hey. to the Rayburn Podcast. Well, thank you, you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yes. All right. Me too. I'm excited to have you. All the way from mm-hmm. Costa Rica, where it's nice and warm and lovely. So it is. <laughs> what is the temperature like there right now? Hot. <laughs> uh, okay. How hot? How hot? How hot? How hot is it? Mm. Uh, probably around 25 Celsius, something like that. So it's good. Wow. Yeah. That is, that. no, that's good. That's not too hot. That's that's actually, that's Caribbean temperature. That's okay. Yeah, that's not, exactly. That's, that's, but that's because I'm in the city. You know, it's in the central part of the country. But in the beaches, of course, the temperature goes up. Yes, yes. And for those uh, in the listening audience who don't know about Costa Rica, um, can you tell us a little bit about the country and, of course, introduce yourself and tell us more about you and your work? Okay. Well, Costa Rica is in Central America. It's a beautiful place and it has 5% of the world's biodiversity, which is pretty amazing for the tiny size of the country. Uh, mm. And I'm Ele. I'm Costa Rican. I'm a breakthrough coach. I'm a storyteller and I'm a brand strategist. Wow. Costa Rica, though. Can I tell you? I love that country because you don't have a military. You're, no, super, you're, you're super green. And mm-hmm. you have one of Latin America and the Caribbean's first uh, a female vice president. You just have so many firsts and you're so interesting down there. Yeah, we are. And, and you know, it's a pretty cool, small place to be in. I know. And you guys are, I think, 100% renewable at the moment. You've been that way for a while yes. now, right? For a I long mean, time, yes. I know. And I was reading about how you guys got rid of the military and you were like, forget it. We don't need that. We're just a peaceful country in the Americas. I was like, wow, I love it. Anyway. Costa Rica, a place, a place, a place I definitely want to visit. But forget Costa Rica. Let's talk about you. Yes. So we yes. know, we know, we know what you do. So tell us a little bit more about what I mean. You've mentioned what you do, but what does that mean in terms of how you help people? Well, it basically means that I help people rewrite their stories so they can share their talents with the world. When it comes to personal or when it comes to business. Uh, it's all about the way you tell your story. And the first person that needs to have it clear is yourself. Mm. And do you find with your clients that's perhaps their their biggest obstacle? They they have a story, but they, they're not quite sure how to tap into it or how to share it with their audience. Yes, definitely. Like every single person has a story to tell. The problem is how you tell it, right? That's right. the when I come into the picture and some of my clients say like, Oh, I don't have anything interesting to say, but you know, your story doesn't have to be dramatic in order to be important and to have an impact in other people. Right. Okay. And that's perfect for us to introduce the conversation, which is how to use storytelling as a part of your business strategy. All right. So where do we begin then? Oh my gosh. What, how, how do we start? I love brand storytelling so much because it's Mm. so needed. You know, it's so crowded out there. Everything Mm. is, you know, everyone is being bombarded with information on our phones, on our computers. So really what's going to help your business stand out is for you 
to be able to convey a message that makes people want to know more from you, that wants to invest in you. And that's when brand storytelling comes in the picture. So people, Mm -hmm. you know, when they think about business, they're always thinking about the systems that they have to put in place, you know, the business model, all of these different strategies. And they think marketing is just something that comes along the way. But it's actually Mm. something that you should think from the beginning. Or if you're already in business, it's also super important to just go back, audit the kind of communication that you're having, and just restructure everything in a way that feels less distant. Because that's the way. You need to connect with your audience instead of just showing up and talking to them. You have to talk with them. Mm. talk with them and not at and them not. or to exactly. them. Exactly. Mm. That's the key. And that's something that we can learn how to do as we build mm-hmm. our businesses. It's okay. absolutely something that you can learn. And, you know, most businesses, they think that when they build their communication or when they build the website, they only have to put in information, statistics, data, dates when they opened and and you know that's not something that you're eager to read or is it you want to read like something more compelling about why or the background or the transformation story that actually got you to do what you do so the first thing that I tell people is that they really need to be clear on why they do what they do it's not about the what it's not about what you sell it's not about what you do it's about why you do what you do that's what to what that's what's going to bring people towards you and your brand okay so knowing my why so mm-hmm. when i know why i do what i do then that helps me to to shape my story to to bring my story to life because the thing is like you said everybody has a story but you all, you're always going to think that no one's interested in what in, in your personal story and what you have to share because you're always thinking, well, my story isn't strong enough or, you know, that person next to me, her story is more powerful because she's had more depth or more experience. So how, how do you get your clients to realize that they do have an important story to share, even if it's something really simple? Here's the thing, and you've probably heard this phrase before, but I mm. just absolutely love it. And it's no one is you and that's your superpower. Oh gosh, yeah, I've heard that a lot. <laughs> no I love that phrase because it's super true. Like you and I can have the absolute same experience, but since we both have different backgrounds, different ways of thinking, the way we will tell the story is absolutely different and it will Create a different impact, and that's what matters. You know, it's not about the huge things that happen in your life, it's the insights and what you can bring, your point of view. It's what's most valuable about your story. Right. But what about the art of storytelling itself? Do I mean, because some people are just naturally better at it, it seems. Yeah, (laughs) definitely. But again, it's something that you can learn. You know, I love Joseph Campbell because. His hero's journey really changes the game. And actually, if you see every single movie, well, not every single, but most of the movies, most of the books, they always follow the same pattern. You know, we have this hero, they present as his world, but it's ordinary and he gets this call to action, but he's not sure because he's afraid. 
Um, but then he meets, meets someone on the way and he becomes his master. He goes out onto this quest and he faces his biggest fears. And then what happens is that he's almost dying, but he comes out and triumphs overall. And that, you know, he, he transforms that experience and he makes his way back into his ordinary world. And that's mm. when the true insight comes to life, right? Now our hero or character has all of this experience that he was able to transform his story. So. Wow. Yeah. You can definitely learn that and apply it to a lot of different things. And also, I love um, Kendra Hall. She's a storyteller. And she mm -hmm. says that we, on business, we need to nail four different stories. The first one is the value story, and that mm -hmm. one is to convince your customers that they need what you provide. Then mm. you also need to nail the founder story, and that one is mm. to persuade the investors and customers that your organization is worth the investment. Mm -hmm. Then you have the purpose story to align and inspire your customers and your employees and you have the customer story that allows you and your product to show that it's really worth it right because it's no longer you telling your audience that your product works it's actually one of them telling mm. them that your product works mm. and I guess your your story is is I guess really good or effective when your your audience or your customers are talking to other customers and other people about you so that's you one the want, mover, right? right that's right. the ultimate thing you want to transform your audience into raving fans that are talking about you and recommending your services and how do you do that you do that by conveying your purpose that's it you have to really convince them about your passion and why you do what you do Because when you're confident to share what your business is all about, people will feel that. Mm, okay. So how do I do that? What do I need to do? Are there some steps? <laughs> like, there are steps. Yeah, right. definitely yes. the first step is being willing to leave the sales pitch and the pre-rehearsed story behind. That's the first thing because mm. believe it or not, it's super hard. You know, we are super wired to just sound smart, sound perfect. And we sometimes are afraid to just be vulnerable. But the first step is being aware and being willing to uncover the layers to really pull out a magnetic story. Okay. The second step is work with someone who actually knows how to pull out those story. Because as right. you said, Trying to do it by yourself is hard because we tend to diminish our story or diminish the worth of our story. So it's easier for us to work with someone who can just extract the pieces and then create this beautiful story, but with our own words. Right. Okay. So and the, the first... third step is basically okay. putting it out in the world. And seeing how people respond to it. Exactly. And here's the thing. Your story mm. doesn't have to be definite. Like we are transformational beings. We're transforming along the way. So your story does that too. 
of course you can go back and edit and change. That's the power of story. It's not written on stone. It's your story and you get to rewrite it as many times as you want. That is actually something I was going to ask because as human beings, we're always evolving. So if my story is changing, does that mean I have to constantly update that in, in my business or in whatever I'm doing? Yes. Like I don't, I tell my clients not to change it every month or so, but if something important comes up, definitely it's a time to change it. For instance, when you learn something new on work or when your business decided to um, take another venture or I don't know, you know, specific moments when you need to tune up the story a little bit, but essentially the why you do what you do is always going to be there. That's why it's so important to extract that from the beginning because details can change, but the why is always going to be there. Right. Right. And Mm -hmm. branding generally, I think that a lot of people misunderstand branding for a long time. I misunderstood branding. I still misunderstand branding because it's also confusing. (laughs) I know it's all under the umbrella of marketing and yes. bra- the, the thing is, right, branding is has become so popular and there's a part of me that feels like it's almost become overused. Like everybody's mm-hmm. talking about branding all the time. So if you go online and you type the word branding, it's everywhere to a point where it can be very confusing. So can you yes. tell us exactly what is branding? What does it mean to brand your business and, you know, connect it to sort of storytelling and your narrative and all of that stuff so we can really understand what it means. Mm -hmm. So branding is way much more than just a logo and a website, right? Branding has to do with brand messaging, with marketing, with the way that you're communicating with your audience. What's the tone of voice that you want uh, to use with your audience? How do you want to be perceived? How do you want people to feel around your brand? You know, Mm. you have to also... Uh, Branding is also determining the core values that you want people to um, feel whenever they interact with your brand. And branding Mm. is way much more than just the visual part. It's also the story uh, that's behind it all and the way you communicate it. Right. I think I think a lot of people, when they think of a brand, they think of like Apple or Mm -hmm. Coke because they, they associate it with the logo. But it's really yeah. how it makes us, it's it's everything combined and I guess how it makes us feel or what we associate with with the, the I guess, the aesthetics. Exactly. And not because just the aesthetics itself. The thing is, people won't remember, you know, facts or prices. They will remember how you made them feel. And that's mm-hmm. when all of these big companies have nailed it. When you think about Apple... You don't think about, oh, my God, an Apple phone is, I don't know, um, more than $1,000. What you think is, oh, I'm going to feel innovative. It's going to feel super um, technological. I'm going to feel like super authentic because I'm going to have it and I'm going to be able to create, right? Mm-hmm. All of these feelings come around the brand. And it's not that on their advertising they tell you, if you buy this phone, you're going to be super creative. No, they nailed it. Because of the way they present their brand. Same thing happens with Coca-Cola. Same thing happens with Nike. They all know how to tell their story. Because telling their story 
is more than just words. It's also about colors. It's also about feelings. It's also about making people feel like your brand is part of their life because you can relate to them and you can empathize with what they're struggling with. And that mm -hmm. is what good storytelling is all about. Right. So what are some of the uh, sort of the biggest blunders that you find um, early stage entrepreneurs make when when sort of trying to develop their brand? Uh, the first thing that I see is that they think that their stories should be about them. And that's mm. the mistake that we all make. We all think mm. that it's going to be about us, 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 how we got here. And sure, mm. we want to know that. But really, your story should be about what you can do for other people. It's not about mm. you. It's what mm -hmm. you can do for your clients and how you and your business are going to help them achieve what they want, what they dream of. So you have to paint the picture of what, of you know, where they want to be and where they are now so they can understand that you empathize with their situation. You can actually understand what they're struggling with and you have mm. the solution to get them to the place that they want to be. So you okay. have to basically become the Yoda of the story, not the Luke mm -hmm. Skywalker. <laughs> ah, I like that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So mm -hmm. that, and you said most people think it's about them. Why do you think we do that? Why do you think in our attempt to connect with our audience, we make it about us instead of saying, wait a minute, no, I've got to connect with them by showing them how I can help them and how working with me or buying my service or whatever it is will improve their lives. Why do you think well, we do that? We do that because that's the way that, you know, old marketing was. It wasn't about how they could help us. It was just about the product and telling me all of the benefits that the product was going to bring into my life and, you know, just pushing, pushing, pushing. And mm. inbound marketing and meaningful marketing is the other way around, is instead of you pushing your product onto people, is you telling people how you can help them achieve what they want through your product, which is absolutely different. Right. So it's, and yeah, it's super mm. important to also understand the psychographics of your customer. You know, you have to mm. go really full in depth and it's not just about, um, it's a woman, 30 year old woman, uh, and she has a Prius and lives over here. You know, you have to go deeper than that and understand what are her fears? What is she thinking? Uh, what does she want? What keeps her up at night? And you have to mm. tackle all of those pain points and and just create a story based on your experience because you are the best person that can help her with all of those struggles because probably you face them yourself. Right, right, right. And is there a, a big difference between, say, a solopreneur, one person, developing a personal brand and a startup team with say three to five people developing a, a startup business? Not really. Like honestly, again, because it's not about each personal bio, but it's right. about what the brand 
can bring and their why and the transformation. So it really doesn't matter if it's one person, three people, or a big company. At the end, what you want is for people to feel that they are part of your story. Right. But do you think that the entrepreneur who is, say, that said, okay, bearing in mind what you just said, if you mm-hmm. are, say, the founder of a company, a, a mm-hmm. startup or whatever it is, or even a start, you you move beyond startup, your 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 business is established, okay, and your business the business has its brand, what have you. Do you think that the person leading the business, the founder, also needs to have their own personal brand in addition to that? Is that necessary? Sometimes it is. I definitely recommend my clients to do so because your story yeah. is your brand when you're a solopreneur, Mm. you know? So definitely you have to think about that and you have to, at the end, convince people that you are worth investing on and and you have to align and you have to show up and you have to showcase everything that you stand for in a brand that at the end is what you're saying is going to help them change and transform their lives. So you have to really embody everything that you're saying that you can do first. This branding thing is hard work, you know. It really is. It is hard work. But, you know, once you nail it, there is nothing that creates a bigger impact for your business than just having a story that is selling your product by itself. You don't have to do anything else you know, mm. if you really nail your story, people will feel drawn to it. And you won't have to, you know, go on to calls or convince people because the convincing was done through your story. So that's why I tell my customers, let the story do the selling for you. Right, right. And in terms of incorporating this into your business strategy, so yes. this should form a core part of your business strategy model everything right i would say from the start like you really don't want to be just like here's the thing do you want to start a business that blends in with all the competition or you want to start a business that stands out because you are so clear on what makes you different that you are able to tell it with confidence what do you want the latter definitely the second exactly part. so why <laughs> not invest that. exactly so why not invest in that from the start why do you want to spend one or two years struggling mm. when you can mm. start and you know just nail it from the beginning nail it from the beginning so this is why we would come to someone like you to help yes. us out but this is the thing, though, when you're in the early stages of your business, you're usually like a one man or woman show or maybe just you and somebody else. So you mm-hmm. don't have time and you have such limited resources. So you're trying to figure out, do I need a consultant? Do I need a strategist? Do I need a branding consultant? How do you decide, OK, branding is the most important. That's what I'm going to invest in right now this minute. How do you make these decisions? You see what I mean? Yes, I definitely do because I had to do it myself. You know, when I was <laughs> yeah. starting my business, <laughs> yes, I knew that so I hard. had to do a lot of things. But you know yeah. what? Since mm. day one that I published my website, 
it has mm. been converted by itself because the message is so compelling and it's so straightforward that it's helping me magnetize my ideal clients. And that is helping me grow my business, increase my visibility and basically achieve the impact that I wanted to do. So I didn't have the resources at the beginning, but of course I do have my marketing background, but there are so many free resources out there. You know, nowadays, really with the internet, you can almost become an astronaut if you want to Google it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Going to space, so it's, yeah. It's, yeah, it's just a matter of being willing to learn and taking advantage yeah. of all the free resources that are out there to start with. You know, you don't have to start with the best ad agency or the best consultant out there. But if you mm. focus on having an amazing story to begin with, eventually you'll be able to actually hire that consultant or work with that brand strategist that you wanted. And it's going to be just a matter of tuning up instead of having to build from zero. Yeah, definitely. Your website, by the way, is amazing. I love your website. Thank you, girl. Yeah, <laughs> a really, really nice website. It just, everything, your personality, your aura, everything is just your, on your website. It's pretty amazing. You know and what, that's though? that's the I've thing. Got... Like, you have yeah. to create messages that showcase who you are. Because you yeah, don't definitely. want to put, like, a formal kind of website, and then you meet me that I'm super spunky, of course my clients are going to be like, oh, that's not the person that I want to work with. And yeah, likewise, yeah. you know, the other way around, you really have to be able to create messages that instead of sounding right, they sound mm. like you. Mm. That is key. You need to sound like you. You don't need to sound perfect. You don't need to use other people's words. You need to be you. And authenticity is key to stand out in an over 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 saturated world yeah for sure is there such a thing as over branding like too much branding there's no such thing as over branding no you know? really no. Like, okay okay like, hmm. well not from my perspective but of course okay. if you start you know creating everything with your let's say my brand is called rebel if i put mm -hmm. everything rebel shoes Rebel socks, rebel, 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 rebel everywhere. Of course, there's things like over branding, but branding yeah. when it comes to your message and showing okay. up and your values and creating this amazing story around your brand, there's no such thing as over branding it. Okay. I'm, I've always been curious about that. Is there such a thing as, as you know, just going a little too far in, in the branding context to a point where people just, I don't know, they get a bit bored, they feel like it's too much in their face or, mm -hmm. or whatnot. But you answered Here's it. Here's the so thing. Like, yeah. you have to learn what your audience wants to hear. Because, again, it's not about you. It's not about me being on your face telling you, you need to buy me and you need to buy my product because I'm amazing, I'm amazing, I'm amazing. It's not about that. It's about yeah. creating value for your audience. And when you create value, it's not about you or your story. It's about how your experience can help them improve or some of the things that you've learned, how they can apply it to their lives so they can, you know, feel the transformation now. So Whenever you have that on mind of giving value instead of just putting content out there, 
there's mm-hmm. no such thing as having too much. Okay. Now that's, that's, that's helped me a lot actually, because I've always thought in the back of my head, there must be a thing as overbranding. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, in a world of, like you said, that's so saturated, there must be a thing of overbranding, but I see, I see what you mean. Yeah. It's all about value. Mean. As long as your content yeah. gives value, it, it's okay. I do know, you know, a lot of clients of mine that come to me with the idea that they say, oh, but I have to post three times a day on social media and I have to Mm -hmm. do two webinars a month. And I'm like, okay, but (laughs) are those providing value to your clients? And they're like, sure. Well, it's putting me out there and people are thinking about me and I have to go back and tell them like, you know what? Today with our social media, it's exactly the way that we, it was on the 80s with the um, television. Whenever you mm. saw an ad that you didn't like, what did you do? You just changed the channel. And we can do yeah. the same thing nowadays. So right. you have to really be careful of not just putting things out there just because. They have to actually have a meaning and help you construct this big story of how your clients can transform their life. At the end of the day, it's about their customer journey, not about your journey. Yeah, yeah, for sure. I want to shift the conversation uh, a little bit because you are in Costa Rica, as we know, in Latin America. Mm -hmm. And do you, how how is branding different there to, to other parts of the world? because it's, it's about context as well, right? So in, let's, if we look at the Latin American region generally, is there, is there um, sort of some differences in how, in how the entrepreneurs there brand their work versus, say, I don't know, in, in another part of the world, in Europe, for example, or in the United States? Yes, probably. You know, but most of my clients um, come from the States or from Europe. Um, oh wow! I've just yeah, I've just worked with a couple of of Latin American um, clients, but of really? course it's different. Yes, yeah, that <laughs> yeah, is so of interesting. It's different because you know, it really depends on the way um, we do business at the end of the day, you know. And and sometimes we are, as you know, in Latin America, things are a little left behind. Mm. Um. So, of course, it's super different to try to pitch an idea to, yeah. to uh, uh, an audience or, yeah, an audience that is more aware of what a tech startup is than, right. let's say, in a little island when they barely have Wi-Fi. Yeah. So, of course, the For circumstances sure. change it all. But at the end, having good branding is going to help you no matter where you are. Right. And well, I mean, I don't I don't think we should be surprised that your clients are all over the world anyway. I mean, in this day and age, with the <laughs> Internet and technology. But I would have yeah. I just I just um, thought that you would have had a lot of more clients in in Latin America. Is branding a big thing in Costa Rica, in your country? It's it starting to on? be. Yeah, right, it's right. starting to be, but it's in its early stages, definitely. Wow, I never knew that. Very interesting. Mm-hmm. So yeah. obviously you're you're servicing the clients where branding is popular, like in the US and in, in Europe, I guess in the UK and so on and so forth. 
Yes. And, you know, I've worked with a lot of different industries, like from CBD to uh, fashion mm. to coaching, you name it. Like I've helped people from different industries, which is also super interesting because you always learn from so many things. And that also helps you. Well, me on my personal brand as well. Yeah, for sure. Very interesting. Branding in Latin America. I'm going to research that. I'm going to research sure. that. No, because I feel like it's not when I when I think of branding, I guess the part of the world that comes to my mind the most is the United States, <laughs> mm-hmm. because I guess because so many of like the branding, the popular branding strategists and 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 marketing generally, I just think of the U.S. because that's what they're good at <laughs> marketing, yes. lots and lots of marketing. But mm-hmm. obviously, I mean, even where I live here in China, it's a, it's a whole other ball game as well. But it's it's obviously popular here too, just mm-hmm. in a different way. Yeah, yeah. yeah but you sure. know what? In Latin America is getting big because mm-hmm. there are a lot of entrepreneurs, and of course, you know, nowadays anyone can build a business and be successful because of the internet. Like there hasn't been an easier time to build up your own business, but also there hasn't been an easier time to get lost within the competition. So mm. that is why a lot of the entrepreneurs have been, you know, researching on different ways on how to make their business stand out. And based mm. on that necessity, that's when branding is taking a lot of strength and a lot of momentum. Right, for sure. Okay, so who are your favorite brands, like some of the popular ones, like big companies? Who are some of your favorites, some of your admirable ones, so that we can, I... we can look out for them? Okay. Do you have any? Yes, of course. I okay. really love, absolutely love uh, Nike. You know, they're, they have been nailing the storytelling game for the longest time. Like, they don't even show you the sneakers. They don't even tell you buy it they just tell you this compelling message that makes you feel so drawn to the story that i've mm-hmm. even cried with some of their ads you know i don't know if you really? saw them of mm. course because they are Which so one? powerful um there's one i really love it i don't remember the name but it's all about female um sports uh, fem- female in, in sports so they okay, start talking about yeah, they start talking about, they call me crazy, they call me bossy, and all of these things that, you know, you can relate yeah. to as a woman. So yeah. they really get under your skin and start telling you this story about the struggle of being a woman and how you have to really just keep pushing forward. And, and it's amazing. I absolutely love it. I can definitely send yeah. you the link so you can <laughs> add it yeah, I would to love this. To- I think I think I, I I know what you're you're talking about. They've also done a lot with encouraging young girls to get into sports mm-hmm. and athletics as well. Yeah, and yeah. that's amazing because they are not telling you, "Hey, go out and buy sneakers." No, they are creating this fidelity out of their stories that you feel super in line with them and what they believe in, what they stand for. So that is good marketing. That is good branding. Of course, next time I need some sneakers, I will want to wear something that resonates to my own beliefs. So I'm going to go straight to Nike, of course. 
Nike. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're they're your favorite. Let me see. Do I have a favorite brand? Um, you know what? I even though I no longer buy Apple products, I'm mm-hmm. I've given up on Apple. I can publicly say that. <laughs> I do mm-hmm. like. I do. I think they're very good at branding. I think they're they are. very very good at what they do, as well as Coke, Coca Cola. Wow. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like, you know I don't to... drink Coca-Cola anymore because, you know. Yeah, I don't drink Coca-Cola. No. <laughs> because That's I really want to take Coke. care of my body. But their advertising is amazing because, again, they're not telling you go buy Coke, but they're putting Coca-Cola inside of this family stories and connection stories and friends and everything mm-hmm. that people want to experience. Coca-Cola is in there without them pushing it on you. When I was growing up, I think my my favorite brand was MTV. I grew mm-hmm. up in the in the MTV era, and that I don't know how big they are now, but um, mm-hmm. I I really loved MTV as a brand. I mean, they had yeah. all these amazing shows when I was growing up. Yeah, and it was so disruptive. That's the thing. Like you have to do something yeah. different from what everyone else is doing, and MTV was doing it at the time. Yeah. I don't know about now, though. I don't watch TV anymore, but I don't know what they're doing. Yeah, same thing. I'm not sure. (laughs) (laughs) But back in the days, they had like MTV Real World and MTV Jams and MTV this. It was just, like you said, it was very disruptive. It was very disruptive. It was different. They were the ones that started the whole like um, reality TV Uh started with with MTV. So I thought that was really cool. Another brand that I really like is... um, I like IKEA. I think they're great. Yeah, they are amazing. Anything and you know, they really, they really stand for their values. You know, they really yeah. are amazing. I love yes. them. IKEA, and there's a, there's a few others I can't really think of right now. But and then of course there's some there's some in China that I'm I'm starting to to fall in love with over here. But yeah, mm-hmm. okay. So so what um advice do you have for us say who are in the first like five years of our businesses who are kind of still trying to figure it out you know trying to figure out how to navigate this branding thing because I'm gonna tell you even though I I mean I only um registered my business in 2008 and I have been researching and studying branding and I still find it overwhelming and I still I'm just like oh god I'm never gonna get this right (laughs) so I feel like I, do, I really do believe branding can be overwhelming, but I know mm-hmm. it's important, but I know it's important. But I also know that you you just have to reach out for help. You have to get help. You have to reach out to people like yourself and, and get really experienced persons to to help you develop what you're trying to do. So that yeah. said, yes. That said, what, my what advice, advice do you have for us? Yes. is find your voice and embrace your uniqueness that's the best thing that you can do for your business. Yeah. And then when the same way that you're talking to me right now, that's the way that you should be talking to your customers, you know, and what makes you, you, you have to really sit down and think what makes me, me, if you're funny, then make your brand funny. If your brand is intuitive, make your brand intuitive. What do you bring to the table that no one else can? Think about that, and you're halfway there. 
I think for me personally, if you want to know my brand, just listen to my podcast. <laughs> that's exactly. Simple. And that works. And that's, that's, that's pretty easy. But I think for a lot of people, it is a struggle. But that's, that's very sound and sensible advice. And it also helps to know so that when, when we do approach someone like yourself, we can at least have a clear idea of why we're doing what we're doing. And then you can help us, like really help mm-hmm. us. And know? even if you have no idea why you do what you do, still reach out to a brand strategist and a storyteller. We have our ways to pulling it out of you. <laughs> yes, I know. That's your job. And you guys are really good at it. It's an art. It, it truly is. It is an art. Wow. Well, thank you so much. Elena. No, thank you for having me. I hope that some of these advices and insights help you and your audience. And I'm more than happy sure. to answer any other questions that you guys have. And uh, yeah, it was an honor being on your podcast. Thank you so much. So where can we find you? Tell us your website, your lovely website. You can find me at Elena Hutt, that's E-L-E-N-A-H-U-T-N-T.com. Or okay. you can find me on Instagram. That's where I love to play around at yes, yes. Ele Hutt, E-L-E-H-U-T-T. Ah, and your son is so adorable. <laughs> oh, thank you. I know he's my favorite person. <laughs> <laughs> so that's your website and that's your social media. So people can mm-hmm. reach out to you. Do you do any kind of like, uh, let's see, like outreach? Do you do, you know, some people do webinars or a blog or anything like, you know, some snippets of information that we can get from you from time to time before we actually say we're going to come, we're going to come to you now and, and, and get this service from you. Do you have anything like that on Yes, on, on my website, or... I have a couple okay. of, of options that you guys can use on how awesome. to create, um, you know, little stories. Uh, so definitely check those out. And the, right now I have a personal project, which is 100 okay. Days of Healing Myself, where I'm sharing 100 different techniques that I'm trying. Um, so you can also check that out. And this is on your social media? This is on my social media. Yeah, I'm sharing 100 different oh. techniques from meditation to ayahuasca. Uh, just putting wow. it out there so people can get access to different techniques and make up their own mind on what they want to experience. That is so interesting. And I guess that also helps you to find your why. And then you can eventually incorporate that into your, your branding strategy and all of that stuff, right? Yes, Absolutely. As I said, like the more you're in tune with who you are, what makes you different and embrace it, the more you're able to stand out. For sure. So there you go. What were you going to say? Which is what? Which is what? Which contrary to what they taught us in school, you know, standing Mm -hmm. out is actually something good. I know, and that's so sad. And that's a whole other podcast unto itself. The things they that's didn't teach. That's a whole us. other podcast. <laughs> I know. And, you know, and as women, I think especially, I know I've struggled with it. And I still do, because a lot of people think that I'm, like, the most super confident, most, like, extroverted person in the world. Ha! Further from mm-hmm. the truth. But, yeah. <laughs> but um, they don't teach you, as especially as girls, you're not taught that you should have a voice and you should be out there and you should 
you should find it and you should pursue it. So even as an adult, even though you you know it's right, that conditioning is still in your head and sometimes it holds you back a little bit, you know? So Absolutely. I think it's important it's important to always be reminded that, you know, no, it's okay, it's okay. Because boys aren't taught that. They're just taught, you know, this is what you do and this is how you do it. So it's a little mm -hmm. bit different. At, at least girls nowadays are being raised differently. But I know when I was growing up, even if that wasn't the situation in your house, it was definitely what you were taught in school and in like the wider culture. So yeah, yeah. for sure. Socially, definitely. Like, I mean, it took me 30 years to finally find my voice and embrace my uniqueness. And that's why I do what I do, because I want to help others do the same thing. Yes, yes. And without the fear of, what do people, what will people think about me? Are people going to judge me? Uh, whatever. I mean, I think for me, what I've learned is the whole confidence thing. I try not to get caught up in the confidence thing. It's just like, this is how I feel. And this is what I'm going to do. And I just do it, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and I don't think, I don't think about anything else. And I think through that, it's like you, you become confident and then you realize at some point all the other stuff fades away and you don't think about what anybody's saying or if you're being judged, you just live your life. And it's quite, it's, it's very liberating. Yeah. Cause here's the thing, like people are judging you anyway. So why not do whatever the hell you want to do instead? Live your life <laughs> and be free and then move to Costa Rica. Move why not? to Costa Rica. <laughs> Listen, I would move to Costa Rica. I would still move to Costa Rica. Definitely. Wow. I would. You're more than welcome here. We love amazing, badass people like you. Oh, thank <laughs> you. One day when I make my first million. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. We'll see how that goes. Anyway, Elena, thank you so much. It was a real pleasure. You're so much fun. You're so exciting. You're so engaging. I don't see why anybody wouldn't want to work with you. I think even if someone thank came you. to you, not knowing within a few minutes they'd figure themselves out i think so i think your energy is amazing so i think you thank you, you can girl help. yes my pleasure so do take care enjoy the day as i enjoy my night and, mm -hmm. and we look forward to seeing more of you and please everybody go check out her instagram i know i'm going to be doing that i'm actually gonna do that right now so amazing thank you, so much. Thank okay. you. bye, -bye. Bye for now.